Everybody talks about being financially independent. However, it's a lot like being in good shape. It takes a lot of hard work and you got to make a lot of really good decisions. So today I'm going to give you three things that you can do to work towards becoming financially independent. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Hello there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Retirement Clarity Podcast. Hope you and your family are having a great summer so far. So as I record this episode, it is, it's actually Tuesday, July the 18th, and I think this show actually posts tomorrow, Wednesday the 19th. So I guess I'm probably two weeks behind on posting a show about independence. Uh, I was actually in St. Simons the week of July the 4th, so I didn't really plan to record a podcast while I was at the beach. Uh, probably the the background noise of the wind on the beach and then maybe the fireworks uh, that night probably would have been a, too much of a distraction to do a podcast. So anyway, nonetheless, I'm here today talking about independence, specifically financial independence. So that's today's topic. So financial independence is really something that a lot of people think about, but honestly, there's not a lot of people that do anything to work in that direction, to work towards financial independence. And and that's fine. People have the freedom to make their own decisions. And, and that's one of the things that I think makes our country the greatest country on the planet. You are independent and you've got the freedom to pursue the quality of life that you desire. So you can make your own choices. So the the term financial independence has become, I think, a little bit of a buzzword in our industry for several years now. But more recently, you've probably heard of something called the FIRE movement, the F-I-R-E, meaning financial independence, retire early. Uh, And I think that's the goal for a lot of people nowadays. People want to retire earlier maybe than their parents did. And so For today's show, I want to give you three ways that you can gain financial independence. Um, It's probably going to be a little bit shorter show today than normal, but I think this should be very helpful for you. So first of all, number one on this list is independence from the government. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be dependent on the government for everything in my life. Now, certainly, like I said earlier, we live in the greatest country in the world, and there are, you know, there are provisions that most people have access to that the government provides. But I don't want the government controlling me and being too much in charge of me. And so I don't want to be dependent on them for anything. Now, there's a couple ways that this can happen. You know, if you rely on the government for your your nursing home care in the future, if you don't plan and if you don't have the means to do anything different, you could wind up in a Medicaid bed. Now, Medicaid is completely different than Medicare. And Medicaid is generally speaking for those people who've exhausted all of their assets from a long-term care standpoint or a care-for-themselves standpoint. They've exhausted all their assets and they don't really have any other option going forward. So this is not how 
you know, probably not how you want to go out, or at least, you know, I assume this is not how you want to go out. And certainly it's not how I want any of my family members to spend their last weeks or months or years or whatever that time period is. But it's really expensive to pay for your own care as we go through this this natural process of, of aging. Uh, it's not cheap, so you've got to plan for it. And like my parents tell me all the time, getting old is, is not for sissies. And I, and I believe it. I believe it every single day. Another way that I think people become too dependent on the government is when Social Security is their only source of income in retirement. So if, if that's the case, then you pretty much are dependent upon the government for your income in retirement. Now, hopefully, if you structure things right, Social Security is only going to be a part of your income and you've got other things coming in. And certainly I'm not knocking anybody who's only source of income right now or, or in the future is going to be Social Security because the reality is a majority of the people in this country who are retired right now are, are pretty much 100% dependent on Social Security for their income. But my guess is that most people listening to this podcast have done a pretty good job of saving for retirement and, and they want to have other options when they retire. So, so that's kind of my first lesson here today is don't allow yourself to become too dependent on the government. And, you know, I always say that you should be responsible for you. And if you make good decisions and you work hard, you're going to have more choices and probably some more options of how you're going to spend your retirement years. All right. So that's number one. All right. So the second way I'd like you to kind of pursue independence is have independence from your family, meaning I don't want you to have to move in with your kids later in life. So it's a little bit of a, a kind of goes hand in hand with, with the first thing on being too dependent on the government. But I don't want my kids to be my nursing home facility. And I'm guessing, well, I'm not guessing. I know for a fact that neither one of my kids want to be my nursing home or my wife's nursing home. And, and I know this is a little bit of a touchy subject because it's, it's really more common nowadays for adult children to take care of their parents as they age, and, and that's fine. If you can do that, that's fantastic. I know it is a, you know, it can be a financial burden. It can also be a, a physical and emotional burden, and it takes a toll on people. But again, I'm not saying I don't want my kids to take care of me. I'm sure they will. But I don't want the financial burden to fall on them, meaning I don't I want to be able to have the ability to pay for somebody, you know, an in-home nurse or somebody to come in, take care of me or take care of my wife when we can't take care of ourselves. Sure, I want the kids to come by, check on us. Uh, hopefully, Walker will cut the grass at the house or do some things like that. That might be a little bit of wishful thinking since he doesn't cut it right now because grass cutting interferes with his golf schedule. And so we're kind of letting that ride a little bit. So, you know, he's not a total slacker. He does help help some, but you know, when I'm old and I can't do it, that's probably going to fall on him. So again, I don't want to be 100% dependent on them when I get older. So in order to avoid this, I've got to plan ahead, meaning I've got to sort of assess what I think that financial need is going to be or what that, that cash outlay is going to be in the future and I've got to plan accordingly. So this means extra money needs to be set aside for the purposes of care in the future. So again, that's number two uh, is independence from your family. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart. 
and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. So the third way to gain independence is to have independence from creditors. And what I mean by this is if you go into retirement with little or no debt, uh, you're going to be in a, in a much better position than those people who go into retirement with a lot of debt. So if you've got $500,000 saved for retirement and you've got no debt or even $300,000, whatever it is, and you've got no debt, you're likely going to have a, a higher quality retirement than somebody that may have a million and a half or $2 million that's got a pile of debt. So, you know, remember that um, without income, there's no retirement. And so you've got to plan for that retirement income, which, which hopefully includes Social Security withdrawals, you know, from the money that you've saved over your working career and all those kind of things, you know, whether it's an IRA or 401k or maybe a non-retirement account. So all of that money that you're saving needs to be there for when you stop working because you're going to have to replace a portion of that paycheck. So again, retirement is all about cash flow. And, and cash flow comes down to two things, and that's money in versus money out. And, and the bottom line is you got to have less going out. And so that, that's why I say somebody with less money could be better off than somebody with more money uh, if they've got less going out. So, again, that's going to give them more flexibility and more freedom in retirement. And, you know, one way to do this is just to have little or no debt. And so I'll borrow a phrase from my, my good buddy Dave Ramsey who, you know, he always says on a show, the borrower is slave to the lender. And I think he's right on this, but unlike Dave, I don't really draw a, a super hard line in the sand on, on debt the way that he does. And and I, I understand his positioning. I get it. D- Dave Ramsey on his radio show, he's talking to a very, very broad audience. He's not a financial advisor giving specific advice. He's actually, he's not licensed to give financial advice. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think some of the things that he talks about on his show are pretty reckless. And if, if I said some of those things that he says, I'd, I'd probably lose my license. So again, Dave Ramsey's not a financial advisor. He is a financial entertainer. He's a, he's a marketer and he's built a fantastic marketing machine. And I like Dave Ramsey. I just don't like everything that he says. And Again, I'm a big fan of him, and truthfully, he's probably the reason that I wound up getting into this business. Uh, a lot of you have heard my story before about how I used to listen to the Dave Ramsey show every day, two or three hours a day when I worked at, a, at a, you know in another business in another company. I could answer all the questions when his callers called in and asked those questions. I knew all the answers. And so when I decided I wanted to get into financial planning, I was a little bit naive and thought I could go down the same track and the same route that Dave Ramsey goes down. But I, I, I pretty quickly realized that I, I couldn't make money helping people get out of debt. And so he's, he's kind of cornered the market on that, and he's really built an empire on, on helping people get out of debt. So, again, 
I like Dave, Dave Ramsey, but I'm not a big fan of everything that he says. Don't misinterpret it. I'm not a big fan of you having a lot of debt. But I do believe there's there's different debt. There's good debt and there's bad debt. Um, in my opinion, it's, all debt is not created equal. I don't think having a mortgage is bad debt. Now, if you want to pay off the house and that makes you feel good and you want to call Dave Ramsey and holler, I'm debt-free, then do it. I'm, I'm not going to argue with that on, with, with you on that point because I, I, that does make sense for a lot of people. But I, I really don't think it's a problem if you carry a mortgage. Uh, even if you carry a mortgage into retirement, as long as you can make that payment and your cash flow is okay, you're going to be fine. And if you pass away with a mortgage, your kids or your beneficiaries, whoever's going to get the house, They'll sell the house, pay off the note, and they will pocket what's left. So, again, I don't think house debt is all that bad. What I'm not a big fan of is you having a bunch of credit card debt or consumer loans. Now, these are the things that can cause people to sort of spiral out of control financially. And then you'll what happens is one bad decision is compounded with more bad decisions. And so this is definitely not something you want to do as you are, are preparing for retirement. So, you know, if you if you do have some of this kind of debt and you want to get it cleared up, I, I would highly, highly recommend that you go out and get Dave Ramsey's book. I think it's still called The Total Money Makeover. I know there's probably several revisions of it right now, but that's that's the best book on on getting out of debt and basic personal finance that I could possibly rec- recommend. His his debt snowball, it absolutely works. My wife and I have done it before. And if you stick to it and attack that debt with um, gazelle-like intensity, you will become debt-free, and then you can start living life as you want it. So, all right, there you have it. Three things that you can work towards to help gain financial independence as you near retirement, or even if you're in retirement. These are still things that I think you can work towards so you don't wind up becoming a burden to somebody else in the future. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this has been helpful for you, and we'll catch you next time. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, Go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com and this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know, and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show, and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.